Welcome to Prescription for Well-Being. I am your host and guide on this journey, Teresa Palmer. Our third podcast in the series is entitled, The Power to Heal. The function of protecting and developing health must rank even above that of restoring it when it is impaired. Take a moment to repeat this quote from Hippocrates, the father of medicine. It could very well be the most important words you hear because each of us has the power to achieve and maintain good health and well-being. In this, the third podcast, the discussion is about taking charge of our own well-being by recognizing how stress impacts our ability to be and stay well. In fact, our ability to manage stress is so important that I would like to begin with a simple breathing technique to start this journey from stress to serenity. Sit in a comfortable position and silence your phone. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Exhale slowly through your mouth. Now, using the thumb of your right hand, gently close your right nostril. Inhale slowly through the left nostril. Use your index finger to close your left nostril. Hold the breath for five seconds. Release your thumb and exhale slowly through your right nostril. Repeat the process by inhaling through the right nostril. Hold the breath with both nostrils closed for five seconds and exhale slowly through your left nostril. Repeat alternating right and left for five rounds. Alternate nostril breathing is an effective, simple tool for stress management. Approximately 70% of all medical visits to healthcare providers are stress related. Heart disease, diabetes, gastrointestinal disorders, and autoimmune disorders are all examples of the toll that stress takes on the human body. Stress has become a health crisis. In the Chinese culture, a crisis is defined and viewed as an opportunity for change and improvement. Therefore, a crisis is a time for transformation. Let me preface this discussion by acknowledging that stress does serve a purpose when there is a dangerous and or life-threatening situation. Under these circumstances, the stress response or fight or flight as it is commonly known, the rapid release of the stress hormones, adrenaline, epinephrine, and cortisol, all act in unison to provide the human body with the necessary survival tools. Adrenaline and epinephrine shunt blood from the stomach, kidneys, liver, and pancreas to the extremities and the brain. The ability to run and think is crucial in surviving danger. In the face of danger, the heart beats faster to pump more blood, and as a result, blood pressure rises. More oxygen is needed by the lungs, and breathing becomes more rapid and shallow. Clotting factors are reflected least into the bloodstream, allowing the blood to clot faster in the event of an injury. 
Cortisol is secreted by the adrenal glands to increase blood sugar to the muscles to be used as quick energy. The cells begin to store fat in case extra energy or fuel is needed. As blood sugar levels rise, insulin production decreases in response to cortisol. Cortisol also constricts the arteries in the heart, the coronary arteries, to aid the heart in pumping blood faster. High blood sugar, the shunting of blood from the kidneys, liver, and stomach, decreasing urination and affecting elimination of body waste products, the temporary halting of food digestion, increased blood pressure, a rapid heartbeat, shallow rapid breathing, and the increased ability for blood clotting are all life-saving measures of the stress response. The problem is, and the reason that we're having this discussion about stress management, is that stress has become a chronic state of how we live and function on a daily basis. We are stuck in the fight or flight response and the resulting cascade of disequilibrium that threatens our ability for good health and well-being. In other words, we have become powerless and at the mercy of stress's destructive forces. The list of consequences of chronic stress is a long one. High blood sugar causes impaired insulin production and utilization as the pancreas struggles to regulate blood sugar, contributing factors for the development of diabetes. Although the exact mechanism is unclear, it is theorized that the excessive or constant secretion of cortisols renders the cells insulin resistant. High blood pressure, the constriction of the coronary arteries, and a heart beating faster, increase the burden on the heart muscle, which eventually results in heart disease, especially heart failure. Impaired digestion of food and essential nutrients contribute to gastrointestinal disorders. Disruption in the kidney and liver's ability to remove waste products allow for toxins to accumulate in the bloodstream. Increasing the blood's ability to clot more quickly changes the viscosity of the blood, making it thicker, which may contribute to the development of coronary artery disease. And if these are not enough reasons enough to manage stress, there is more. Cortisol, the hormone secreted in response to stress, wrecks havoc. Initially, cortisol reduces the body's inflammatory response allowing the immune system to function properly. However, when cortisol is continually and over-secreted, as in the state of chronic stress, it eventually suppresses the immune system. The immune system dysfunctions, resulting in an increase in the inflammation in the body cells and tissues. Cortisol is no longer effective in lowering the inflammatory response. This state of increased inflammation contributes to the development of autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, and fibromyalgia. Cortisol is produced and regulated by the adrenal glands. Over-secretion of cortisol taxes the adrenal glands, causing 
adrenal fatigue. These glands located above the kidneys are responsible for fluid regulation that can affect blood pressure. Hypertension is often associated with adrenal gland fatigue and or malfunction. When adrenal fatigue occurs, it can lead to recurrences of infections, low blood sugar, fatigue, and low blood pressure. Excessive cortisol also causes weight gain and can make weight loss difficult to achieve. Cortisol mobilizes triglycerides, which are our fats in the body, to the visceral fat cells located deep in the abdomen. This is responsible for the development of the pot belly and the spare tire. Because these muscles are so deep, it is also difficult to get the fat out of these muscles. Adding insult to injury, cortisol decreases the amount of sugar the body stores in the cells. The cells then send a message to the brain. We need more energy. Send us food. Increased food intake, increased weight gain. Additionally, it is theorized that cortisol may also bind to the hypothalamus receptors located in the brain. The hypothalamus controls appetite. The binding of the cortisol to the receptors may increase the appetite signal, resulting in an increased caloric consumption, hunger, and resulting weight gain. As discussed earlier, chronic stress and secre over-secretion of cortisol disrupts the immune system, resulting in an increase in inflammation in the body, tissues and cells, and related autoimmune diseases. This inflammation also plays a critical role in coronary artery disease and myocardial infarctions, or heart attack. High blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, and cigarette smoking all contribute to the development of plaque in the arteries of the heart. This plaque formation narrows and blocks the arteries, which is known as coronary artery disease. A myocardial infarction or heart attack occurs when a piece of this plaque breaks off the walls of the artery or arteries, stopping blood flow to the heart and causing damage to the heart muscle. In the presence of inflammation, the body responds by attacking the plaque in the arteries by releasing inflammatory fighting chemicals called macrophages into the arteries to attack the plaque. This turbulent foaming action of the macrophages causes a piece of plaque to break off, block the artery or arteries, resulting in a myocardial infarction. Inflammation has become an important aspect of preventative cardiac care and inflammatory markers are measured in the blood. The higher the values, the greater the risk of a myocardial infarction or heart attack. The cardiac risks associated with inflammation are so important that research is currently underway to find ways of reducing the damage that the inflammatory process causes. In all this, though, there is good news. We have the power to heal. Armed with the knowledge of that stress causes illness and disease, 
we can turn a crisis into an opportunity by minimizing and eliminating stress in everyday life, thus maintaining good health and well-being. I started this podcast with alternate nostril breathing, one technique for stress management. Other stress busters include yoga, meditation, and those two topics will be discussed in future podcasts, walking, being outdoors, and taking time out of each day to do something that brings joy. Balance work with play. Limit the time spent with electronic devices. Instead, spend this time connecting face-to-face with others. Take time out of each day to be alone. Listen to the sounds of silence and learn to enjoy doing nothing. Learn to see the world through the eyes of a child and do not take yourself too seriously. This may seem like a lot, but when it comes to our health, it is never too much. And the time is now. We have the power to heal and we can make a difference in whether we are stressed out and unhealthy or mellowed out, serene, managing our stress and enjoying good health and well-being. Thank you.